Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the Summoner's Call. Presented by The Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me today is my co-host, Eddie. How's it going, Eddie? Not too bad. How are you this morning? I'm doing good. It's been a busy week, but I did get chances to play Fire Emblem Heroes, and, and we're here to talk about it once again. Every week, we, we, we're going to talk about Fire Emblem Heroes, and, and we're going to enjoy it, because this game is constantly changing. There's always new stuff, and there's always new units to talk about, so why delay any further? And let's start with Game Stories banner updates. We got some new banners since our last chat, including Summer's Arrival, but also Heroes with Deathblow that will go to uh, July 6th. Summer's Arrival goes till July 25th. And the continuing Feud of the Fangs banner, which is the Tempest Trial, I believe, until June 26th. So yeah, lots of lots of banners for us to enjoy in the game, but obviously the one that everyone wants us to talk about, which is the uh, Summer's Arrival banner. And as always, I'll start with Eddie, because he always has an interesting story, because he is, of course, the collector of the two of us. So Eddie, why don't you tell us how you made out? Uh, yeah, I, as as you, everyone should know by now, as I have the Pokemon disease, especially with the special banners, and I got to catch them all. Um, so I did dive in and on my first wheel, on my free wheel. Um, I, I don't think it was the free pull, but I did end up getting a five-star Shigure. Um, so I got a bit of luck to start off with, but not who I wanted. No, <laughs> so know. Shigure being just a normal Shigure. Yeah, normal Shigure, blue uh, flying cavalier or flying lance unit. Um, but I, you know, because like I usually try to make sure I get all the special heroes, uh, I kept pulling uh, full wheels since there's one of each color on this one and uh, got a Tana next, uh, eventually followed by a Noir and Cordelia. Uh, I did have a Nef- uh, random Nephni in there. I can't remember for sure if she was a full-on pity break or fell on a wheel where I got one of the other heroes. Um, but I uh, got her in there. Uh, and then ended up getting a few more orbs, but on the last set of orbs uh, before I was giving up for this point in time, I did get uh, Carla breaking my... Uh, pity breaking me at one point, but like with about 70 orbs left over, I managed to get Ennis. And of course, the Carla I got was the exact same IVs as the one I got on the previous banner. Uh, so not so. great IV. Um, yeah. I, I mean, if I was... Essentially, it was a case of... I mean, part of it is the fact that I did end up spending some orbs on the last banner to get her before this one came out. Because as I suspected, Legault did get demoted. Um, and I actually did get uh, one of him while doing my summons. Uh, but, you know, I, I checked her IVs to see if I was going to have to re-level her again. And, oh, no, no, she's the exact same IVs. So that's one less thing to do. But it is still, you know, they weren't the best IVs. They weren't exactly the worst. I think it was, like, one good uh, stat boost and one uh, bad bane, you know. Mm-hmm. So awesome. one of those where you want like these two to be one of these two to be boosted, and one of them was boosted, one of them was banned for me. Yeah, I often don't. I mean, we've talked about this before, but I often don't check the IVs until I've 
I don't know. I just often don't because I'm usually going for one, and I'm like, hey, that's good, and and this way I'm not disappointed or or super stoked that I got a really good one. But it sounds like you got all four, so you can take a break for the next month, right? Well, not the whole next month because we got the legendary coming up, so gonna have to try at least some green. Uh, also depends on what reds they have with the, um, uh, just with Ike. Is it this week, this month? I'm not sure. I don't usually keep. But, I, I always forget. I mean, I remember. I, I don't normally know who's coming back this month. Uh, you're you you're pretty good to keep track of it though. So if you think it's Ike, it probably is Ike. Speaking of the legendary banner, I was actually going to follow Void's advice and kind of hold off on the Summer's Arrival banner for a couple of reasons, mainly because of the legendary banner. We don't know who it is yet. The Summer's Arrival will be around for a month. And I don't really know whether any of... I'm not a collector, and I personally don't have a, a you know a connection to any of the characters in the Summer's Arrival banner. But I guess I don't really know if any of them are particularly good. I haven't really done much research into them. I know that Noir kind of freaks me out. I'm all for, you know, strong, you know, literal strong female characters. She looks pretty jacked. Um, but... Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. The they really they really take the and I don't want this episode of the show to be Eddie and Ryan two uh, two male fans of Fire Emblem Heroes talk about swimsuit clad characters for an hour. I don't want that to be the case. But of course, we're gonna have to talk about what some of these characters, um, wh- what some of these characters are wearing. Uh, but it, it is a ratio of one to th- one to one to three. So there's three female characters and one male character. You went through them when when you got them all. So Innis, being the male character, um, he's got a he's an axe wielder, but he's got sort of a, a a flag like a like a battle standard, right? Yeah, summer banner plus is what his weapon is called. Um, yeah, they continue with the weird weapons for this stuff. Like last year, uh, Xander had an axe that was a swimmy a giant floaty device or whatever right um you know uh cordelia continues the uh grand tradition of having a fish on your spear uh just like summer robin last year mm-hmm. or no was it summer corn uh... one of the two had a fish on their spear i think it was robin who had the fish and corn was the flyer hmm. i could be have that backwards too i think you do have a backwards those were the two yeah. blue Mm-hmm. But um, uh, you know, instead of a candy bow, we have a cocoa bow, which is a coconut on the end of a arrow. And then Tan is a red mage uh, with her fruit of Idun or Ithune. I think that weird D is supposed to be pronounced in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Um, which has all kinds of fruits and stuff flying out when she crits. Um, so we do have the, yep, four new heroes, uh, Noir, uh, if you remember is Tharja's daughter, uh, there was some, yep, there was some kind of complaints about her art because, uh, she is supposed to be kind of sickly, and as you commented, she looks not quite very sickly. She looks um, very, very muscular, and and what immediately popped into my head was those swimsuit contests where 
it's it's like a Mr. Universe, but it's the female version where they're they're really you know muscular, and there's nothing wrong with that to each his own. Uh, personally, not my my cup of tea, but uh, she doesn't she's not she doesn't come off as that muscular. But it just it kind of threw me for a loop. It was like, oh, this is interesting art uh, for this character, and and I don't remember her bust being that large. So again, like that's some interesting fan service that you've you know, blown out of proportion, but, uh, yeah. yeah. I think it was Acris. Uh, I don't remember who it was in the discord that suggested it. I think it was void again, who suggested it. Um, Acris did a video where he took the art of her from awakening mm-hmm. and the art of her from here. And, uh, by his calculations, it was like a 90% Oh, no, it was Whirlwind who told me about it, mentioned it. It was like um, 40% of her head size was uh, in Awakening was her bust. And in this, her bust is about 90%. Uh, to me, it looked more like 50 and 80, but still, the her bust did seem to grow between the two games. Um, I'm, I look at her art, and I don't see her being... Uh, she's a little muscular, but I also could see her being sort of a little sick, sickly, because, you know, those... Uh, things you were talking about, like they are uh, extremely built, heavy muscles, you know, giant muscles, um, whereas, you know, her arms look pretty spindly, mm-hmm. you know, not ripped like Arnold Schwarzenegger type ripped. And that's usually what I think of when I see those bodybuilding women. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I mean, I can see her being a little bit sickly, but yeah, she doesn't look quite as sickly as one might think. And my my thing I noticed about her is that her sh- uh, shirt doesn't quite fit, or not fit. When you look at the side view of her, even with her tilted a little towards the camera, the windows do not match where they are in the front view, or with, in her attack view. The windows in her attack view are way too small and way too actually in the center of her swimsuit to actually show that much skin on the side view. It just, I don't know. It, I, it, the, it looks, the character, yeah, but you're right. She does look a little sickly. I, I don't know. It's just, it's not, and, and I don't think I have any summer units from last year over the two months. It just, they don't, um, they just don't particularly interest me for some reason i don't know they just they look cool and all but it's just who goes to battle in a in a swimsuit i think uh i think when i look at these characters i think you know cordelia cordelia looks really cool with the with the fish spear and the way that she's got like the seashells on the sides i think that's really neat but she's she's also got the whole high heels like can i'm pretty sure high heels on a beach not and again i don't i don't want this uh, this episode to be two guys comment on women's swimsuits uh but ennis looks really cool i think that's a it's he's a really cool he's got a really cool design um i i don't know if he's rolled up one side of his pants but not the other for any particular reason but whatever floats your boat it looks look to me like he had the uh pants are not rolled up differently it's just they are for some reason longer on one side than the other because if you look at the picture the um bottom of the pants the golden border at the bottom 
does not look rolled up on either side. So why or how he got a pair of pants where one's got a, le a leg that goes down to the knee and one's got a leg that goes, you know, halfway there, I don't know. That's a little weird. Hmm. Um, and he, and he like, has like a... Like Xander from last year, he seems to be nippleless. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. I was just going to comment on his eight pack, but... Uh... Yeah, he uh, he does not have nipples, which is weird. And and you know, neither does Gaius from last year. And and to both of their credits, we don't know if the females have nipples either. So maybe in this universe True. there are no such thing as nipples. Uh and we can just we can just leave that mystery aside for another day, but uh, I think Tana looks really cool. Um Yeah, I do like Tana. I heard some people complaining about the fact that she has one piece, but I kind of like her one piece. Oh, one piece know? is a is a swimsuit too. I think like people yep. People need to realize that it can't, it can't just be bikini bottoms and bikini tops across the board because, like, that's, it's just unrealistic for. I mean, if you want to look at this as purely fan service and making sure that every female character has as much exposed skin as possible, it's like that's not. I I would hope that's not why most people are playing this game because there's so much more to it than that. Uh, but when you look at Tana, I think it, she's got a really cool character design. And yep. they've just they've experimented with a different type of swimsuit. And again, I don't want this to be two guys talks about swimsuits for too long. But in of all the characters on display here, I think Tana is my favorite, and Cordelia gets the runner up uh, in terms of their looks. For, for someone who doesn't want that, you seem to bring it up a lot. I just want to make sure people understand that. I don't know. Maybe you're right. You're probably right. Um, but those are my thoughts on sort of the characters. Like, it sounds like we're on the same page here that Tana is probably the coolest. Uh, yeah, I, I like them all. Um, like I, I commented on the fact that, uh, Noir's out, uh, you know, boob windows are weirdly illogical, but I'm not complaining about them. There's definitely some fan service there. And you commented on who goes to battle in a swimsuit. I mean... Are you really looking for logic in the game that we're playing here, especially no. considering we have people going to battle in armor that is not much more than these swimsuits or full-on Christmas outfits or a just, witch outfit? I don't think that's a reason why... Uh, that's not a reason... It's not a reason why I don't usually summon these summer heroes, but I don't know. Like, if you if you you should ask me the same thing whenever the Easter banners come up. Like, I... I I pulled on the Easter banner, so like I don't know. Maybe my point is uh, is moot. I, I think that I think that the heroes look cool, and I like that we get um a, realistically we're gonna get another month of summer at least, and some new heroes there. So it's it's exciting. Possibly more too. Who knows? Right. Because these two summer banners are earlier than the second summer banner was last year. Because the second summer banner was in August. It was all of July and all of August last year. So. Still unsure if we're going to get possibly more than two this year. Um, it I just find the hol holiday banners, it's purely, you know, fan to a degree, it's fan service. It's just fun, new, weird outfits that are not typical for what you would fight in. They're just weird outfits because they're doing it themed on these holidays or big events within certain countries i.e the bridal banner because i believe june is a big bridal month in japan yeah i i just think that noir could have made me feel less creepy 
because I, 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 uh, in my, in my playthrough of Awakenings, uh, I, I did the, the route where, you know, Tharja and, and, uh, Robin actually like, Hey, why not? Let's get married. Let's be creepy and get married. And then we have, a we have a, a normal kid who is Morgan. And then we have an abnormal kid who is noir. And I, and I kind of like that dynamic and, and I like noir, but, uh, I don't really like her representation here. And we haven't gotten a noir yet, have we? This is her first appearance. This is the first noir we've gotten. We do not have a normal noir. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone else is a repeat. We do have a normal Tana and Ennis. Uh, Ennis was a archer, and Tana was a uh, flying uh, lance user, I believe. Right. I think that's worth noting. I I, I think this is uh, this is kind of this is kind of new, right? Yep. Um, so let's uh, step away from their looks and step to uh, the actual skills and stuff they have. Yeah, let's look um, at that. Noir, Innis, and Cordelia all have a, uh, as is somewhat traditional with a uh, holiday banner, a similar weapon in that if the unit initiates combat, they get a plus two to all four stats uh, on their turn. So that's nice. Um, Innis has a new feint. Uh, which Tharja, Bridal Tharja brought to the introduced. Um, so if a rally assist skill is used uh, by by Innis or targets Innis, uh, he inflicts defense minus seven on foes in cardinal directions of the unit through their next actions. Uh, similar to Tharja's, except defense instead of, I think, resistance, a uh, rally skill. Uh, has the unique weapon. Um, it's legendary, so it can only be equipped by her. It gives her speed plus three, and if her HP is greater than 50%, all allies... Uh, she essentially has a built-in um, guidance. If her HP is above 50%, allies within two spaces can move adjacent to her, uh, allowing some units to move further than they normally would. And she also has another new skill with attack speed push. Um, at the start of combat, if her HP is 100%, uh, you know, full, she gets attacks plus speed, uh, attack in speed plus five, uh, but she automatically deals one damage to herself. Uh, so it can't be constantly used. But to help synergize with that, they gave her renewal three, which heals her 10 hit points every other turn. So, every other turn, hmm. if she's not getting damaged by the enemy, she can use her special her new skill. Uh, Cordelia doesn't have any special skill new skills. Um, or no, dull clothes I think is new. Uh, essentially, uh, it neutralizes bonuses from like fortify and rally during combat if the foe uses um, sword, lance, axe, or dragonstone. And then there's Noir, who, like her mother, is having all kinds of glitches. Uh, Tharja had glitches, or no, Bridal Tharja? Had a glitch with her new skill, Defense, or Resistance Faint. Well, Noir has a new skill, Infantry Rush 3, or Infantry Rush, which also has a glitch, which we will also be getting in some orbs for. Um... And essentially, uh, the glitch is that it affects all it, all units, not just the allies. It's supposed to just affect allies. 
Um, if a unit's attack, any allies within two spaces, if their attack is greater than their foe's attack, plus one, it gets a special cooldown charge plus one per attack. Uh, so it helps speed up your special skill. It's supposed to only work on your allies, but as of right now, if your foe has a stronger attack than you, they're getting the bonus as well. They're getting the bonus instead. So uh, that should be fixed with a small patch, a small update shortly. They said, and uh, they're going to give some orbs for it. Yeah, I was. Uh... I was listening. I was listening to Phaeology, and I often wondered, like, why would people be upset? Why would they need to give us orbs for a bug like this? It seems to me like it's not a an incredibly huge deal. But then it was explained to me that there are people who spend well, there are people who spend money on orbs, and there are people that spend money to get characters to use a specific skill. And when it's bugged, you're spending money to get a bugged unit, and that doesn't necessarily feel good. So offering orbs as a reward, I guess to me finally it makes sense now like to me it didn't before it was like okay it's a bug it happens you know i'm a programmer so like shit happens right so it's interesting to see is sort of like look at a mistake and say oh we can we'll fix it as soon as we can but we're going to give you free orbs to auto to, to compensate for that and i thought that's a nice yep. touch i mean I, I, they look and choose base uh case by case basis because i think there's been one or two glitches that they didn't give orbs for but they felt this issue was warranted giving orbs and it is a nice little sorry for that here's a you know here, here's something to apologize which is nice especially when you do spend money to buy the orbs mm -hmm. now of all these characters which do you feel you're most excited to kind of put into some main teams like and actually use to their full extent um not sure yet i i, I did get them all because i like to collect them all especially with special banners um but still not sure which ones if any i'm gonna put in a main team or not i also still need to figure out my main teams um my primary team that i use for most stuff is still uh the armored christmas units pretty much because they were pretty powerful Mm -hmm. And of course, there's Lissa in there. Yes, of course, we are all familiar with with Alyssa. I I think that's uh, that's good. Now, before we move out of the summer arrival, although right, I don't know about you, but right here it's overcast and and not so sunny out, so it doesn't quite feel like summer. But um, I'm curious. The new paralogue we got saw Anna return to her money making schemes to make some money for the order. And uh, spoiler alert! Once again, it backfires, or it doesn't backfire. It just doesn't. It doesn't pan out as much as she thought it would. It doesn't work how she expected it to. Um, this one, she did actually think ahead, unlike last year, and did not get uh, charged heavily by that world's Anna. And now she um, spoke to the Anna beforehand, and because the Anna didn't care about audio, because that was her goal this time, she knocked a couple zeros off the end of the offer or the deal uh and in the yeah. end all she got was ocean sounds which there are many people who will uh test that uh ocean sounds are something that help them relax so it may work <laughs> but it is still a little funny know. and weird to see in a it's a little funny and weird it's 
it's interesting. Like I kind of like the paralogs. It, it is a quick. It's kind of like a bit of whiplash as you go from a very serious. Like we tried to kill the king, and the king survived the death blow. And oh, what are we gonna do now? And they just a hard swing to this paralogue to to like yeah we're trying to make money by filming people on the beach yeah I, and... I always I always reconcile those by the time frame doesn't match up I don't know what exactly the time frame would be but it is very weird to be in the enemy territory to head out and go off to the beach to catch audio for money. <laughs> You know, I don't know exactly yeah. which, but, would, be I mean, past, it's which fun. would be the future, but still. It's still a fun break, you know? So I, I'm I'm excited to play the paralogues and I find they're easier as well. They don't they don't really throw as much uh, crap at you as the uh, as the main stories do. So it is a nice break on all fronts. So you like the new paralogue? Did you know, the introduction to all the heroes, you you dug that? It was cute. Yeah. The paralogs are what they are. They're fun little side quests that you do. Yeah. That's good. Well, in terms of other things going on in the game, I've been playing Tempest Trials, as everybody else has, and I've got my five-star hero from the from the game, Canis. And uh, I kind of like him. I, I, I might be showing my, my lack of knowledge here, but he kind of looks a lot like a character we're going to focus on later, which is Loot. You know, he's got the whole, like, short, purpley hair, mage-type look, and he's got a monocle. He looks quite cool, and, and from my experience in auto-battling through Tempest Trials, he's quite powerful. Uh, he's, he seems to be surviving, unlike other characters I keep throwing at Tempest Trial. Have you had much of a chance to, to play around with Candace? Um, I leveled him up. He was doing pretty well. I think he was the first of his group to level up. Could have partially been because he was a bonus unit, uh, but, you know, he did was doing pretty well um yeah he is very similar to loot and he is actually referenced in her wiki articles uh you know about being a similar unit uh both being scholars and stuff uh so they both have some similarities um but yeah i've been out there Hmm. in temperature trials leveling um i've had some interestingly stubborn units um i built the team uh to level up lloyd or not lloyd linus and realized they had never actually leveled Lloyd up. Uh, so on that team, I added, um, I put Lloyd Linus, uh, Soth, who, and um, I think it was Gunter, or maybe it was Jagan, uh, one of the old mate, old knight dudes, uh, Lance units. Gunter, Jagus, Jagan, Jagan. Yeah, Jagan, or whatever, Jagan. Uh, I think he's from the Marth, Marth games, but um, so I had those four on there at four because they were all four stars. Uh, Lloyd was apparently already level twenty-one, and like through the first six or seven runs, Soth just refused to gain any levels. He like slowly worked his hmm. way up to level four, um, and then uh, when I finally went ahead and promoted him, I promoted him early, uh, somewhere in the mid twenties. Uh, Lloyd was being stubborn and was the slowest to level. There were a number of times where I would run 10 or 12 try, or at least 5 or 6 trials, and he wouldn't gain a single level. And it's like, well, everyone else gained 5 or 6 levels. So that was, we'll go with fun. <laughs> well, Tempest Trials is one of those things that 
that is very much an auto battle after we actually this is a good point to bring it up is uh in the discord we were kind of discussing what people's strategies are with tempest trials and i don't think we've really gotten into the nitty-gritty and with the bonuses offered to your hero units going into a level your at least your first two where they give you bonus points those first two matches are critical i think to try and do a 40 uh with your fate with your master team and getting about 2,000 points, 4,000 points for, for the total two bonus matches. And that seems to be a good start to the day. But after that, a lot of people have been suggesting level, you know, auto battling through with the level 30 uh, matchup. So where do you find you usually get stuck? Well, for me, I primarily tend to use Tempest Trials to level up teams. Um, so mm-hmm. with my, um, with what I do is the first day or two, I will build a level 40 team with at least one bonus hero and do those for the first two. After that point, I pretty much use exclusively leveling teams. Um, For the second and third day, I will, or at least until I've actually uh, completed the reward uh, listing, uh, you know, the 50,000 points, until I've gotten to that, I will try to make sure the team is at least at the level 30 or level 25 difficulty before if I'm going to have them be the uh, get the bonuses, the two times bonus or the triple bonus for the day. Uh, but I've been doing mm-hmm. so much leveling, I'm at 80,000 already. 84,000. Oh, wow. Because so you're well yeah, above. There have been a couple nights at work where I'm sitting around doing nothing for work. I just keep resending them out on uh tempest trials eat up a few uh stamina potions which i still have a couple extra uh let's see i think we'll never run out of stamina potions arena crests uh even like badges for leveling heroes up there's just so much to do in this game and auto battle works quite well where i often don't level my characters manually with uh, or cheat them by feeding them candy yeah i often don't either um i think on this one i ended up like uh was having some issues with or it was just taking forever to level lucas and um arthur because uh, they were one of the teams i built up and so i just went ahead and you know what those last two levels i'm giving you guys uh shards or crystals to get you out of the way <laughs> essentially yeah the Last few levels are kind of yeah. tough sometimes. I'm, I'm at 511 stamina potions, so I might be doing okay there. <laughs> yeah. But well, I think you'll survive. But with our with this show and uh, your collecting, I feel like we'll continue to check into Fire Emblem Heroes each day to at least get the the base type stuff. So, uh, yeah. Anything else that uh, tickled your fancy in Fire Emblem Heroes this week? Uh, not much. Uh... Grand Hero Battle, Oliver Return, which is interesting. He's going on till the 28th. Uh, the Feud of the Fangs Tempest Trial is ending on the 26th, as is the banner. Um, the weekly arena quest reset. Um, I had to do a whole bunch of arenas on last Thursday before the end of that one. Uh, like, night, like 21 arena runs or something like that, because I had done the first level and not much else. Uh, the Yay accessory quests are going till the 20th of July, still. And Illusory Dungeons Legendary Heroes is going till the 11th of July. And, of course, we got the new Rival Domains, Week 16, going till next Saturday. That is right. As is tradition, a new Rival Domains. And we will be the only ones 
to calculate how many there have been since the beginning. 16. As for upcoming events, they all start before our next episode, which is recording June 30th. 30th. Almost got me there. Well, I just forgot to change. <laughs> uh, Bland. Sorry. I'm just kidding. Bland, I mean Grand Conquest Returns. I almost thought, like, when, when have we had one of these recently? Maybe they canned it. But no, it is starting on June 26th. Legendary Hero, Banner, and Battle start on June 28th. We should be getting a trailer in the next few days, right? Uh, like well, four we or five days. Well, we got the trailer on Tuesday for the summer one, so that's the latest we would get it. Uh, but Okay, well, look forward to that. And Oliver, Grand Hero, Battle, Revival, still... Oh, jeez. Grand Hero, Battle, Revival, Lion, I almost had it, starts on June 29th. So look forward to Lion returning to a video game near you. And that's going to do it for upcoming events. But let's move into Summoner's Focus. Eddie, I want to hear about Loot, the prodigy. Is it just Loot Prodigy? Is she just really good at playing guitar? Uh, Threw me off there for a second. Sorry. Yeah, Her subtitle is Prodigy. Um, She is from sacred stones as we were discussing we were going to do for this one um she won the straw poll uh by an overwhelming margin we got more than one vote this time around and she had like six votes over and everyone else was i think highest was two uh she's a young Mm -hmm. mage who claims to be a prodigy and thanks to her eidetic memory it is hard to argue with her because she is pretty good at picking things up um you know uh with her two hands? or uh, With her eidetic memory, she's pretty good at remembering everything that she sees, essentially. <laughs> That's what I mean Sorry. by picking Go things ahead. up. Sorry, go ahead. While a bit of a shut-in, she does have a uh, habit of what she calls monk-watching, or stalking her best friend, Archer. And uh, she... Uh, when, I'll learn how to talk one of these days. Um, That's your one. But uh, in uh, the info I found, it was noted from at least one of the other units in the game, she stalks them as well from her uh, conversations with them initially. Uh, But she does have a lack of knowledge on the more social parts of life, like love and, uh, you know, interactions to a degree since she seems to stalk people a lot and claims to have secret knowledge of them. Hmm. So. It's a little creepy, but okay. Have you... Now, I have not played Sacred Stones, at least to the ability to see loot, but uh, have you? Uh, no, I have not encountered her in Sacred Stones. Um, if I played Sacred Stones back when it first came out, I don't remember how far I got. Um, I did pick it up on the Wii U, Um but only got like two or three chapters in. Um, I met Tana in the game, but did not recruit her. Oh, Tana is also yes, in Sacred Stones. Uh, Tana and Innis are both from Sacred Stones. So we got a half... Oh, is this a Sacred Stones summer It's half game? Sacred Stones, half Awakening. Oh, well, that's kind of so, neat. Yeah, Tana and Innis are sub- siblings from Sacred Stones. They're a second pair of sibling lords or rulers of another company country other than where erica and ephraim are from but so cool 
so that's an interesting look at loot. Now, as for personal experience, I think I got loot through one of the legendary banners. She always kind of piqued my interest just because she looked kind of neat. She looked like a scholar, a cool little mage. Now, she's a blue mage, and um, I don't know how many more I have of that, although I do have a May plus 10 now, so she doesn't really stack much up to her. But she just she looked cool to me, and I really dug her, so I tried to get her through one of the legendary banners because I missed her on her original banner. And yeah, she's just she's been she's been really neat, and I'm I'm glad that uh, the the users choose chose her through the straw poll because I got to revisit her and kind of update her build a bit, uh, as she's she's quite the powerhouse. Uh, like you, I did not get her on her original banner, and um, if you're certain you got her from a legendary banner, I'm pretty sure I got her from the. Uh, same exact legendary banner because uh, she had been one of the ones missing from my hero catalog and that's one of the things I sometimes use the legendary banners for to try and get those missing units when they pop up uh, haven't really done much with her except level her through tempest trials so if we look at loot's preferred IVs you've got a a, a, a bonus a boon in attack and speed which makes sense since he is a, a mage uh, a attack neutral or speed, but yes. Yeah, attack or speed, right? Because it's only one. Uh, resistance is a neutral stat as well as a bane in HP and defense. So those are those are pretty. I think those are pretty standard for most mage units, right? That's a pretty standard IV. Yeah, most mages have low defense to begin with, so often you're like, well, you don't want them in uh, melee anyway, so don't worry if their defense is low because if they ever you know no matter what if they get up in front of someone face or you know in melee range they're in trouble hmm very true as is tradition in fire emblem except for uh, echoes which we are playing through um the build that we get is uh, that we're going to go over is prodigy ploy which yep. allows loot to uh, according to this build allows loot to run Arvis's triple ploy build to an even greater extent than he can, which that sounds pretty good. And it keeps her original weapon, which is nice. I always like that when they don't make us replace the weapon. I know we both agree on that. Her weirding tome. It's just got a great name, weirding tome. I like that. Feels good. Uh, other uh, other mainstays from her build are her C skill, which is resist ploy three. Uh, the rest are replaced with a drawback being given to her as an assist uh, iceberg as a, as a cooldown which seems to be a typical uh, special that a lot of mages will pop will pick up uh, as a as a yeah. as a build up yeah well iceberg you know uh, most mages have a high resistance so the iceberg boosts the damage of their uh, from their resistance yeah so they have a high stat might as well get more damage out of that stat yeah, and I, and I don't know what, what your guys' experience is with Iceberg, but I probably have a couple Shannas laying around. You'll get that, at, uh, which unlocks at uh, four stars. So Shanna uh, or Niles, but uh, Lloyd and Kay's being special units, you probably don't want to kill one of those well, for... Kaz is now part of the normal banner. Normal oh, is he? Summoning pool, yeah. With the He was originally just from the Grand Conquest for the Golden Week, but as of... Uh, the last banner, he's part of the normal summoning pool. Well, there you go. As a three and four star, so. I did not know that. Uh, so yeah, Iceberg's great. As for your A skill, you're looking at Fury 3, which uh, will disappoint 
someone who was in the Discord earlier this week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and well, that that's as always Hanada. Yep, Hanada seems, and that's what I did. I pulled from a Hanada there, and Fury Three. Uh, I don't really know what skills do off by heart, but I'm going to read it here. Fury 3 grants attack speed, defense, resistance, plus 3, and unit takes 6 points of damage after combat. Now, because you're a mage unit, you're going to be keeping it further away, so taking that damage isn't necessarily the biggest problem in the world, especially if you have a healer hanging back. Uh, What are your thoughts on taking damage in exchange for having a stat boost? Well, because I do most of my stuff in... Tempest Trials, I'm not a giant fan of Fury. Okay. Uh, but if you really think about it for a single training tower run, you know, or other maps where you're only out there for one round or one battle, it's not a bad thing because it gives you a boost in stats. And generally, a character you're using Fury on is either going to kill anyone they come up against or hopefully going to kill everyone you come up against. Or, you know, it should be over quick enough that uh, the pelt damage doesn't cause that much of an issue. Mm -hmm. Um, As for the B slot, you're looking at Desperation 3. So if the unit initiates combat with HP greater than 75%, follow-up attacks occur immediately after the unit's attack. And you'll be able to get that from, oh, Shanna again. Shanna. Four star Shannas have that as well. Yep. Yeah, so if you got a couple extra Shannas hanging around, that's what you're going to want to use to build up your loot. And uh, the seal is attack ploy three, which is is good as well. Uh, let's see here. Oh, start a turn. All foes in cardinal directions with resistance one or more lower than the unit suffer attack minus five. So really, you're a you're a debuffer and a You've got a debuff there, and you've got a buff being added to loot as you conquer the battlefield. Kind of a good balance there, I think, right? Which, which one's buffing loot? Uh, or are you saying attack ploy buffs, sir? No, attack ploy de- debuffs other units, and then um, fury buffs her. If you ha- if you put fury oh, on. Oh, fury. It. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, didn't realize that's you were referring to fury there. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like she's already got a high res for her res ploy build and. In- just has a you want her to have a high res anyway um so they figure you know why not add another a ploy skill which once again bases off of res so yeah. makes sense for a extra seal for her yeah and i've been toying around with the build now i didn't get her fully built up because i didn't have enough sp but i did start i it, it was a either this build or a semi or a build that had existed before this one so i had a lot of these skills already inherited into my loot so uh, i was playing around with her and and honestly as i continued to learn those skills and and build her up in tempest trials she was starting to become quite the powerful unit so did you get much experience with this build or, or are you just thinking you're gonna aim for this in the future um well i've given her iceberg uh i gave her desperation um so I've got the majority of the build sitting there. Um, I haven't changed her swap skill. Generally what I do, um, unless I'm sp- planning to specifically use that character for a bit, um, I'll try and fill in with the recommended build uh, skills if I if they're available. So I gave her Desperation. Um, I haven't gotten the SP to really uh, unlock that yet, but I did give her Desperation. 
there, so That's good. got her, got everything but the fury, and it might just be fury that's missing from her because she does with her optimal build mostly use her natural skills more than others. Well, you're gonna want to get the get your Shannon on. It's yeah, Shanna. No, Hinoda. You're not gonna wanna. Yeah, you're gonna wanna get your Hinoda ready for that fury inherit. Okay. Now, what are we doing for the next seminar's focus in two weeks this time? Uh, yep. Uh, this during this week, go onto Discord and uh, vote out any Radiant Dawn characters you would like to see uh, put in the poll for next week. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be Radiant Dawn, the second Ike game, also the one where Sanaki is from, according to. Or both versions of Sanaki are from, according to the um, catalog. There you go. Radiant Dawn, so. get your votes in in the Discord, bit.ly slash TGI Discord, and we'll have a straw poll ready for you next week when we talk about Game Club, which we are playing Fire Emblem's Echo, Fire Emblem Echoes Shadows of Valencia. This will be part three of our Game Club, and we've decided to get Om. This is in Act 3. Om's Path to Desai's Castle and Selica's path to the mountain village with the option of fighting grief in the desert. And that's what we're going to talk about next week when we return on Summoner's Call. I, for one, have been really enjoying my time in Echoes and look forward to, to discussing about it every two weeks. Uh, it's been, I'll, I'll be glad to have finally finished that game through Summoner's Call because I kind of I dropped out of it a couple months after its release, so I'm looking forward to finishing it. How's your time been quickly with, uh, with Echoes? Uh, it's been good. I've been enjoying it. Um, uh, because I kind of heavily focused on it uh, for those first uh, four weeks there, um, all my characters are pretty high power level. Uh, I was able to quickly get through to um, the village for alms so we could start uh, using the blacksmith there. Uh, after that, I did let myself get distracted with another game for a bit, so I've been playing a bunch of that. Uh, but planning to hop back in finish it up should be pretty easy to finish i've got like two maps or two battles because of the respawning uh enemies to get to to say and then uh you know if somehow i run out of time with selica i can easily get her to the village because that's just two battles there so Mm -hmm. well it'll be fun to chat about it but we'll do that next week Let's head into Speculation Corner where Eddie's got some... I do want to quickly tangle- correct oh. myself. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. I do want to quickly correct myself. Apparently the uh, bridal Sanaki or Apostle in White Sanaki is considered to be from the Path of Radiance version. So, yeah, we got a 10-year-old in a bridal dress. She is a bridesmaid, and that's what I'm sticking to. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Yeah, and and should sound good to everybody uh that plays this game so speculation corner we don't have to speculate about sanaki being a bridesmaid because that is the only thing that fits legally uh speculation corner who's going to be the next legendary hero arriving this week yep um as as i earlier speculated it could be veronica uh but based on the way the story's gone and the fact that it looks like they may have killed her um it seems doubtful um it could be hrid or I don't know how to pronounce it. The HRID brother of Fjorm that we have yet to meet. Uh, he could be an axe unit for all we know. Um, it is. I, I was looking through earlier and uh, 
for it to be a green unit, as it is most likely to be, uh, there are no lords other than Hector or Micaiah, who is not a, technically a lord, but is sort of a lord in Radiant Dawn, from what I understand, who are feasible as the uh, unit. Micaiah is a mage, so she could be any color, because not all games had colored uh, tomes. Um, and Hector being an axe wielder is a green unit. Uh, of those two, Micaiah is probably the more likely if they decide to go that route. Um, and it looks like uh, the issue there is that apparently uh, Legendary Ike is considered the Radiant Dawn version of Ike. So I don't know if Micaiah was actually in the Path of Radiance game or not. Hmm. So whether she would qualify to be use, uh, usable without doubling up on the games, which they could easily do. Yeah, they, they could, could pull from a, a game they've already done, which they hadn't done before, but they could. Well, I it'll be interesting to see how how it flies. The legendary hero always happens to be something that that is fun to look forward to each month. Uh, and I always forget that the end of the month is, is quickly approaching, so we'll find out soon enough who it will actually be, but I I don't really know so, if I know who it will be. So, I just got a crazy thought. Okay, pop it out there. Let's get it out. I just realized there is another lord that we know of that uses axes as one of their primary weapons. Lin? No, Lin uses swords and bows, <laughs> and we already have a legendary Lin. Oh, that's right. And, and it is from a game that they have not done yet, as far as the um, uh, as far as the games out there. We in, were introduced to this character two weeks ago. Oh. Or a week and a half ago. Edelgard... You're really not going to hold axes and swords. You really, you really are holding on to the fact that they might pull out the three houses before it comes out, eh? Well, like, like I said, it was just a random, crazy thought. It's highly unlikely, but she is a axe wielding lord from one of the sixteen Fire Emblem games. Which, aside from the, um first two units which were from heroes they have roughly 16 legendary heroes even counting those two so they could easily put her as one of the ones in there they it is a it is a stretch it is a crazy idea and you know highly unlikely as well yes i agree it is probably not going to happen but it is a possibility because an axe is one of her class's weapons well, we should dare to dream. I don't want to stand in your way of dreaming about Three Houses getting here soon. And you know what? I want the game to get here sooner sooner rather than later. So if they were to add it in, that'd be great. Yes, it is maybe a bit of me just really wanting more, in, more info on Three Houses. And having her as a legendary hero would be a way to get a bit more info from Three Houses. Uh, it is highly unlikely until at least... Uh, October, November, that we would even, you know, consider highly like highly unlikely we would 
have any chance of anything until we get more info from the game, which yeah. hopefully we'll get before December, but, you know. Well, I I feel like we'll get more info on Fire Emblem Three Houses soon, and I believe that, yes, we will get some Fire Emblem Three Houses in Fire Emblem Heroes before the game's release, because I think that the main reason Nintendo's entered the mobile realm is to promote their main console experiences. So by that logic... There's going to be a good two-month lead-up to Three Houses, which is my prediction, uh, for the February era of this game. So right after yep. that one-year inter- that two-year anniversary, we'll head right into Three Houses, and they'll ride that out in- until summer. I-, I bet any money. Yep. Um, I do want to give us kind of sort of homework, sort of an early speculation to discuss for next week. What? Um, <sighs> homework? Based- well, it's summer break, man. Well, <laughs> since you almost never have much for speculation, I want to <laughs> put this out now so you can think about it over the next week and have something for next week. It's true. I'm terrible at speculation corner. <laughs> so, based on the summer, how the summer's arrival banner is set up with two from Sacred Stones mm-hmm. and two from Awakening. Who do you think will be on the July 11th banner? The sort of rules I'm putting to this, and it could be completely incorrect, but sort of rules I'm putting to this are uh, two of the characters must be from a game that has already had a summer banner, so either Fates or Awakening, and two of the characters must be from a game that has not had any summer uh, banners character summer banner characters you could also do sacred stones for the other two you could as some are speculating in discord or not discord reddit that you that it could be eric and ephraim for the second summer banner oh they keep but with the awakening sacred awakening Stone. awakening and sacred stones with erica ephraim and two other awakening characters potentially or two fates characters potentially but so fates awakening or sacred stones and in theory, too, from another banner or another IP. Hmm. Not IP, but... Game. Game, yes. Yeah, no, I will I will do my homework and I'll bring it back. This is like summer school, man. Ugh, okay, fine. I get it. It's all good. I will do my homework. Now, uh, let's talk a bit about... Let's enter the Outrealm Gate and get uh, yet another update on Fire Emblem Three Houses. We are just going to take as much information from that two and a half minute trailer and just squeeze it out over the next six months. That's what we're going to do. It's not going to be annoying at all. Uh, I kid. Eddie's got a little bit more information than he pulled from the trailer, so let's go over it. You, you want me to stop pulling bits and pieces from the trailer? I can do that until no, we get another trailer. I'm but, joking. Um, go, going back into some of the articles that did deeper dives than I was able to do in my short look, um, weapon dur- durability is making a return. Uh, Yay. When, early on when we see Edelgard attacking, we see uh, the weapons are each have durability. Um, magic is actually separated into its own category on the attack option list. So it's entirely possible that either they're just separating magic out and you still have tomes, or it could be that, like in um, Echoes, uh, you learn magic skills based on your class and have some other way of limiting how many times you can use it. Whether Hmm. health or X number of attacks per battle uh, with certain mages it might be, you know, or with mages it might be, 
you know, a high number of attacks. Who knows? Um, another thing that was in Echoes um, are combat arts, uh, which are also have their own tab in the attack p panel. Uh, once again, like with Magic, there's no word on how that will be limited, if it will be limited, or how it will be activated, whether you have to meet certain conditions or have certain number of uses per battle. Because hmm. in so, Echoes, it uses health for magic and combat arts, right? Yes, and if the character does not have an alternate weapon in, or a weapon that can attack at the range and does not have enough health, they will not use it. They won't kill themselves. So, hmm. well, which I, is, I, sorry. No, I was just going to say that I, I think that there, it's been noted by a lot of folks that Fire Emblem Three Houses is is pulling a lot from Echoes as opposed to the more, uh, well, the very popular Awakening and other 3DS entries like Fates. But I think Awakening was was really popular, and then Fates kind of, you know, they doubled down on it and it, it rubbed people a little weird. But I think it was more due to the fact that they released three different versions of it. They tried to Pokemon it, um, and I'm and I'm you know at first I was excited. Oh, three Fire Emblem games. That's amazing. But the way they kind of released it is like a little. It didn't. It just ugh, didn't really sit well. But then with Echoes, I really dug the difference that they were they were splitting on these games. So it's nice to see Fire Emblem Three Houses pulling more from Echoes, a more strategy-focused game as opposed to Awakening. I, don't get me wrong, I really want Fire Emblem Three Houses to have like the relationship building, and they did they did talk about that in 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 the game facts. But uh, you know, I want I want a mix between Awakening and Echoes. That's what I want from this game. Yeah, um, I don't know if they were, and I don't know the actual uh, community response to it, but I don't know if they're taking, I'm not going to say wrong info from Echoes or just they're reading too much into Echoes, but, you know, uh, I think they're looking at Echoes and once again, we don't know how for sure how magic is working or combat arts are working in this game. And they're taking a bunch of stuff that was from Echoes and bringing it in. But I'm willing to bet they're going to take a lot of the waifu stuff and, you know, support stuff from Awakening for this game into it. Um, we don't know if they're going to be dungeons yet. We don't know what the map's going to look like when you're going chapter to chapter. Um, Awakening had a map where you could run up and down the thing wherever you wanted, which, uh, and refight old battles. So hopefully that'll return or some form of it. Um, you know, the dungeons are nice and maybe they'll come back, but it, it's interesting to see what they'll bring and what they'll take and how it will end up being received. So, yeah. and the first console Fire Emblem game that will probably get DLC as well. Yeah, because like Gaiden, when it first came out, that it was not well thought of yeah i don't but, think but they did they did they did address it in echoes and i'm and i'm glad they kind of i like the dungeons and echoes they're a nice break and a good way to grind xp that don't feel kind of weird you know because it makes sense that there would be reoccurring monsters in those dungeons just because of the the way the enemies are set up but we'll talk more about that next week when game club returns before we wrap up, I don't necessarily have some listener feedback, but I do have feedback for our listeners, which includes 
I want to chat a bit about our Discord channel and go over some general rules and, and how to act in, in our community. We noticed some new folks joining us, which I think is awesome. And the link to our Discord is out there, bit.ly slash TGI Discord. It's in all of our show notes. We highly encourage all Fire Emblem fans to join in on the conversation. However, we do not have a, a, a rules channel. We don't really have a, a channel that displays rules. We're kind of self-governed and, you know, it's just pretty simple rules. You know, don't be a dick, don't harass people, respect others, and join in on the conversation as opposed to taking it over. And certainly no spamming or shit posting. You want to you want to do you want to do that? Yeah, start your own Discord. I think that's uh, your your own Discord channel. I think that's that is an option that you can you can do. But I'm not going to name names and I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus, but I just want to make sure people understand that our Discord channel is to is yes, is to discuss Fire Emblem and and Fire Emblem Heroes and people are passionate about that, but it's not a place to you know, talk back and disrespect people who have been, you know, around the gamers in community for, for quite a while. You have to respect everybody, you know, no matter who they are. And, and Eddie, I, you know, Eddie's been, been in the discord as well. And and we really enjoy the conversations that pop up there. And I want to keep having positive conversations, you know, I think it's really great. So anything to add to that, Eddie? No, that pretty much covers it. Yeah, just wanted to throw that out there because I want to I want to see more people in our Fire Emblem Discord and the conversations have been very lively over the last week and uh, I want to see that continue. So um, check it out, bit.ly slash TGI Discord. You can, uh, actually I should ask, do you have any, any final words, Eddie? Uh, nope, I, I slacked again this week and do not have any final words. Well, okay. Well, uh, you can visit us on the web at gamersinpodcast.com slash Faye. Email the show, Faye at gamersinpodcast.com. Check out the Fire Emblem Discord channel over in the Gamersin Discord at bit.ly slash TGI Discord. Follow us on Twitter. You can find myself at Eddie at Dralfir. That's D-R-A-L-F-I-R. And don't forget to follow at the Gamersin for show updates. That's going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. Have a great week and happy summoning. Mm-hmm.